0: There's the shotgun snap to Fields. He's back. Fields looking. Fields pressured. Fields, keep him behind. He's going down. Oh. No, he stayed up. Fields, no, he's going down. Get, Get him down. Up. Get him down. Oh. Sack. Welcome to the 20 Minute in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. This is the post game edition following, boy, Peach, I mean, a really, really great win. <sighs> great win. Yeah, I was I don't looking know for the word to phrasing. describe it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a blowout win, joined by PJ Clark, as I am, um, after every Lions game. And look, 40 to 14. And boy, what is it, a win like that? What does it say about this football team to you? I
1: think you had and it it you know all three phases. Jack Fox didn't have to punt today, but the rest of the special teams were good. All three phases were were firing today.
0: You know, I I, I thought Dan Campbell had some good words after the game, and, and this is what Sunday's game you know kind of showed
2: Dan Campbell. I think it just simply says that we're maturing. I think that's what it says. I think we're we're maturing. We're growing, um, and we continue to get a little bit better. That's probably the best way to say it. I, I think a, a couple of things, you win that way, but also to come out of halftime, you're up, and to be able to finish that game out like we did, I think it shows a maturity level of a young team. That's what I think it says, which is great. I do. Yeah, I think we can compete with anybody. You know, and you got to do all the things right to win, as we all know. Uh, and it doesn't matter who you play. It doesn't matter what the record is. If, if you don't play clean enough football, you turn the ball over. You don't get takeaways you get a ton of penalties then no you're not gonna win doesn't matter who you play but when we do things right i I like our odds
0: yeah and i agree with them i I like their odds i would like their odds if they play like this yeah and really how they've played over the last five weeks i mean you're you're four and one over their last five and their one loss was a last second defeat to buffalo who's a super bowl contender i mean they are playing really good football in all three phases right now i mean Even Michael Badgley, so much conversation about the field goal kicking earlier in the year, right? What is Badgley now? 15 of 16 kicking field goals and 18 of 18 on extra points? That's shored up. He had more points 15 on Sunday than the Jaguars did as as an offense. 14. I mean, and and there were some really nice kick returns. The defense gave up one touchdown. I think, um, look, what what was Jacksonville? Three of 12 on third down. Um, And then offensively. Jared Goff throws 21 first downs. They have 31 first downs as a team, 437 yards of offense. And you mentioned it off the top. They scored on their first eight possessions. Yeah. Jack Fox, we- he didn't even need to show up today. I mean, he holds. He, he, he holds. holds. He held for 15 he kicks, points. kicks off. He, he did he- okay, hold for Okay, okay. I'm sorry, Jack. I apologize. I apologize. Jack's been on the podcast. He's he's great. Um, I saw him after the game. I was just like, dude, good work today. But that right leg it got big. got a break. Yeah. Got a break. You got to love those games. And but boy, they really put it on Jacksonville. And, I, and was, I was a little surprised because I thought this was going to be one of those close games. Maybe the turnover differential decided this one. Two teams that were very similar. But to what Dan said, I mean, they just got up to a big lead. I thought that turnover. Um, on the second play of the game, Deshaun Elliott, with How that was big it? hit on I mean. ET, ETN, and then Alex jumps on it. The Lions go down and score, and then they go up 14-3, and then you know they get the field goal right at the half. They double dip because they get the second yeah. half um, kickoff, and then they score again. They just they never let up. They they, they put their foot on the gas, and, and that has to be great for Lions fans to watch because so many times we've seen them – Get a lead. The other team comes back. The Washington game even yes. earlier this year. Yeah, and so for them to just completely dominate a, a, a team that was playing some pretty good football themselves coming in, um, what a performance by this, the storyline! It was just a complete. It was a complete game. It
1: was a beatdown. I mean, even the the second play of the game that set the tone that they were going to attack, and I think capitalizing and getting seven off of that was really important. And then really to to put the game away. That first drive out of the half, yeah, you had to go down and get seven, and they did, and they took five minutes off the clock to do it, and it was just methodical, and Swift came up big at the goal line, which is something we hadn't seen often. What A about hard that run? move? He get, was, to the,
0: get to the corner. Yeah. You know what he, he looked at me? He looked healthy. Yep. He looked as he's, healthy he as back. he's been yeah. since probably the ankle week one yeah. against Philly. Um, and then obviously the shoulder week three, and, and he hasn't been the same. They've been working him back in, and obviously Jamal playing the way he has had his 14th touchdown now, he's two away from Barry Sanders' single season record. A lot of time
1: left on on that one. So. But
0: Swift looked like Swift again. Yeah, and and that's so key for this team. And we're going to talk about a lot of of good performances in this one by by a lot of different skill guys. But with with, with Swift especially, um, you know that one that you know that's important because he's such a. a, a a matchup weapon for this team, especially in the past game. I mean, 18 touches. He had 14 carries for 62 yards. That's a 4.4 average. Lions will take that. You talked about the one touchdown. But then, you know, the four catches for 49 yards. The fact that you just have him, that you can just
1: go, okay, get us 50 yards through the air, and it's just it's that easy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such an advantage that you've been lacking this whole time.
0: 100%. Um, and then you know, obviously, you know Amon Ross St. Brown, it just continues to do what Amon Ross St. Brown continues. We're just, running just out does. of. I mean, we talk about it every week. There's. He's. I think when this is all said and done this season, he is going to have 100 catches, 1, a yeah. thousand yards, and 10 touchdowns. And yeah. I, I think he's four touchdowns away. I think he's got 76 catches, and he's at 830 yards, something like that. I think we're going to see a hundred, a 1, thousand, and ten from him. And I think that's going to be the norm if he stays healthy for the rest of his career. Yeah, I, I mean. Just 11 to 12, 114, two touchdowns. And look, that that catch on the first possession mm-hmm. right down at the one-yard line. It was unbelievable. Where Ward was draped all over him. I and mean, that's a ball that can be going complete. That's a ball that could easily be popped up in the air and turned over. But he's so strong that he just grabs that, right? And then the, the one in the third quarter, I believe it was, where you know Jared fits a nice ball right in there he's going to get popped and boy he got popped oh he he that was really a huge hit and he was down for a minute took one playoff came back in yep. held hell onto to the football and and there's just this 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 trust level that is there right now with with Jared Goff and and Amon Ross Saint Brown and and this is what Jared had to say after the game about um you know a guy who's quickly becoming his security blanket at the wide receiver position.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was great. I've been on the wrong side enough of those to get get one of them my way, so uh, it, it was great. And again, it, the catches like that, you know, builds confidence for me to want to throw him that ball over the middle when it's going to be tight again. And um, I, I can't speak enough to how, how confident I feel throwing him the ball right now, and um, how
0: important he is to our team. And he's right. He is so important. I you think know, important, important is an understatement. Honestly, yeah. at this point, right. And let you know, we were talking about Swift. Let's piggyback real quick and and do another post game uh, quote right here. You know, this is Dan on Swift because when you get Swift healthy and rolling, when you get Amon Ross St. Brown healthy and rolling, when you've got DJ Chark now back yep. in the mix, DJ Chark had five catches for ninety eight yards. Reynolds is back feeling good. I mean, this is the healthiest this team has been. And so, I mean, when you get all those weapons healthy, I mean, this offense can be dangerous as we saw on, on Sunday. And and this is what Dan Campbell had to say about Swift, particularly when it comes to him being healthy.
2: I'd say this is the best he's looked uh, in practice. You could tell we we could tell on Wednesday he he had a spring in his step. Uh, he was feeling better. Just some of the things, the way he moved, the way, everything. And, uh, and, and then just every day he looked looked better, felt better. And, and we've said all along, the better he feels and, and where he feels like he can really open it up and go, then he's going to get more.
0: And getting more is huge for this offense because what we talked about, it, him being such a difference maker. And it, it, you know, it's funny, Beach, this time of year, right? You're, you're going into the stretch run. This is where teams are feeling good, yeah. right? This is where injuries are starting to pile up, right? And, and teams are just kind of trying to get through the end of this, get through this run. And it's the complete opposite for Detroit. This is probably the healthiest they've been you're since. You're bringing on won. fresh legs at this point. Like DJ Chark
1: off IR a couple weeks ago. Josh Reynolds hadn't played in a couple weeks. You are getting guys back. Fully rested, and then the, the freshest legs. I mean, we could talk about it, JMO. Uh,
0: James Out there, Williams. he was out there. Um, you know, and and Dan talked about this after the game too. That that the plan was for him just to get kind of acclimated, right? Put the pads on, go into the huddle, line up. Um, I wanted go to see him pre-game. play Gunner. Play gunner. I was excited.
1: I wanted to see him hit somebody.
0: He was going to play Gunner, but like we talked about before. Lions decided they didn't need to punt so, today. Yeah. So they just went ahead just and, and robbed the universe of a Jameson Williams tackle, but it's fine. You would have gotten to see him run full speed. How, how, how much do
1: you think he would have beaten the,
0: the block? Oh, there by? would have been
1: no chance. I mean, this is a guy that got ejected from the Iron Bowl last year for targeting while playing Gunner. He would have tried. <laughs> he really would have
0: tried. He wants to hit somebody. I know. He's eager. Now, Dan said we're going to see more from him next week. It, it, it's kind of like what they, we saw with Jerry Jacobs in Dallas, right, yeah. where, where he was coming back and you know, get him some special teams reps, try to get his legs under him a little bit. And I had Jerry on the podcast, and, and he said, boy, I can't thank Dan Campbell enough. For that yep. instead of throwing him into the mix when maybe he wasn't quite ready yet you got to remember jameson williams hasn't he, he hasn't had, played football he hasn't, he hasn't had physical contact in in almost a year now yeah. you can't just run out against the best best athletes in the world and expect him to light it on fire i don't care how fast he is how much of a playmaker he is you've got to you, you you've got to work yourself up to that i think it was a really tall task asking him to actually like
1: play offense. And he got the one target down the sideline, but if you just gave him a full workload for his NFL debut today, that's a that's a tough task. And you wouldn't give that to
0: Jerry, who is another young guy, but like but he's, he's and he's, he's got at experience least before. Yeah. And I mean, so I like I like this, you know. Give him some special teams reps, right? Let him be a gunner. Let him run. Let him get his legs under him. Put him in some certain packages, some plays. We'll see it more and more. He's going to have a whole another week of practice next week, um, so that's going to be huge for that young man. And and look, we're going to see it, right? And oh, we it's, got five, it we will got, happen. We got five more weeks. We're going to see it. You guys are going to see that speed. Uh, we've seen it a little bit in practice, and it's real. It will and, happen, and it's fun. It's it's fun. It's fun to and watch that's him just,
1: again. Mike He's Swift. like a gazelle.
0: Uh, his legs, legs, his legs are so long. It's, and it's weird. Just the he just glides. Yep. It's like he's not even running hard. I don't know if he sweats. I don't. When he runs, he's I'm just so excited. It's so effortless. I'm so. I'm so it's ready. fun. Wait till I'm you guys so see it. Like, this. like five yards turn into like forty, and just this is, <laughs> is going to be so great. It'll be fun. But, but it's that, coming. That adds
1: slowly coming. another dimension now. Like you have a home run hitter and swift, but Amon Ra is not really a big, you know. He he's a possession guy and well, he's the guy that gets open all. Yeah, the time. he gets
0: open, but yeah. he's
1: not gonna house a five yard
0: slant like JMO No, can. So now you've got the guy that can go five yards and go sixty. You've got the guy who's a security blanket, who's shifty, who's crafty who can get open, who's tough, who you can separate. And I'm on Ryan St. Brown. Two big bodies And you got outside. the 6'4 guy, yeah. the 50-50 ball and shark. Um, it's just all coming together. You know, Jonah Jackson was back. So now you got four, four Pro Bowl caliber guys along the offensive line. Hopefully you get Evan Brown back here in the coming weeks. He's missed a couple games because of an ankle injury. And, you know, I think when he comes back and you got Golf playing the way he is with this offensive line, with those weapons, with Swift and the running backs, Boy, they're going to be fun to watch down the stretch. And 40 points is like, that's
1: not a joke. Like, it is so hard to put up 40 points. And they just, I mean, they never let up. It was foot on the gas the entire game, which is, is, you know, a lot of field goals. I'm sure if there's any negative to take away from this, you want to finish some of those drives at the end of the day. But, man, you just, you never let up. And to score on every drive, I, I mean... I don't know if anybody saw that coming today. No, I did. I certainly didn't. I thought it would
0: be much closer. But was that the best you've seen Jared golf play? I think so. I mean, he's had obviously more yards. He's had more touchdowns in a game, but finished thirty one of forty one for three hundred forty yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, one hundred fifteen point nine passer rating. It was just—I really didn't feel like he missed. The, like really, right? From, the, from just from the accuracy, uh, from the decision making, um, just from him being kind of that that that. that the leader on offense just running the show right getting everybody in 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 the right places um having all the right checks it just it was a terrific performance by him all the way around i i i I thought it was the best i've seen him play in a detroit lions uniform i think i think it had to be because
1: it was like yeah there are you know 10 incompletions there were a couple balls thrown behind guys or off a hand or whatever that's going to happen but there was no like like the third down play last week where it's like, oh, you could have had a touchdown, but you missed it. There was none of that today. It was just dots across the field. I believe, I I think, from next-gen stats, I think he was perfect, or maybe he was 11 of 12 on play action today. Oh, wow. Which is
0: just... That's his another element. Deal. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it when he was coming in. That's when he was at his best. When he was a Pro Bowl player. When he was taking the Rams to the Super Bowl was when they had a good offensive line. They could run the football and then do play action. And it's easier to run play action when you have DeAndre
1: Swift back and healthy and another threat in addition to Jamal Williams. Jamal
0: Williams just another touchdown. Just just guy just keeps steady as he goes. Just you give it to him inside the ten yard line. It's touchdown. Yeah. They get inside the ten yard line. You just might as well write it down. Jamal Williams touchdown. Here it is. Two away from Barry Sanders. You know what's going to be crazy? You're going to see in Detroit Lions records, all-time season records. It's going to be Barry
1: Sanders. It's going to be Barry, Barry, yeah,
0: in touchdowns and Jamal Jamal Williams Williams on top. I mean, good for him. More touchdowns in 2022 than he's had (laughs) in his previous five seasons. 13 got 14 this year good for him good good for him and i mean that's because he's his, a great guy too and yeah. a great leader and exactly what dan campbell wants this team to be he epitomizes it um it's all is a team guy doesn't like talking about himself and just goes out and performs and he just has fun doing it he which does i think is,
1: is, it. is it makes it more fun for us makes it more fun for everybody watching and Makes
0: more fun for the team because everybody right. loves them. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about the defense yeah, we talk a the little defense. bit because we they were Yeah, they were really really good. I mean 40 points is good, but 14 points is also phenomenal. And Trevor, Trevor Lawrence had come into this game and he was like I think he had 100 um passer rating in each of his last 3 games. I yep. think it was 116.1 passer rating with 6 touchdowns, no interceptions, 830 yards. They were 2 and 1 in those games. They were playing really really well. And from the second play of the game on, Detroit's defense just stymied them. I think that derailed their whole, like, they just,
1: Jacksonville kind of just turtled after that. Nobody, I mean, obviously, you never expect to turn the ball over on the second play of the game. But that just seemed like it
0: took the air out of
1: whatever they had going, and they never really recovered.
0: And what about um, James Houston, who was on the podcast this week? Podcast bump, real. Podcast, but you you come on the podcast. It, it seems I'm just saying I'm I'm just throwing it out. there. We're not connect the, the dots, guys. But you, you you come on the podcast and they just they seem to happens. have big performances. That was an
1: amazing move he made. It I was mean, the little the little Euro step directly into again, and that's how he won twice last week, and it's how he won today. Just dipping under guy like nobody else on this team can do that. So few guys across the league can do that. You can't teach it. You either have it or you don't. And James Houston, fresh legs, has always played legs. It in two so we games about, now, yeah.
0: and clearly can wreak havoc. Three sacks now in two games. Now there were some rushes where where we talked to Aaron Glenn and some things that he's got to work on. Where I thought he, you know, he got a little bit too wide, too deep, yep. and ran past. You know, the quarterback and, and Trevor was able to step up. And so things he'll continue to work on, things that they it's see early. with him. It's so but, but there were some things where I, he recognized, one, and, uh, an inside counter move on, on one play and, and kind of stopped his rush and came back. So I think the game's starting to slow down for him a little bit. And that's good because what you talked about, he's got some of the uh, individual physical gifts that you just you, – you, can't teach, you know. I talked to both Penny Sewell and Taylor Decker this week, and they had gone against him for ten weeks. Yeah. And Taylor said, "Look, I I was asking Hank why he wasn't playing like a month ago because yeah. he was beating me like daily in practice, and it wasn't like where I was taking a playoff or something like this. Like he was legit beating me." And so, I mean, like you said, just another guy to add to the mix now. That is
1: just another guy in the mix. Aiden
0: Hutchinson got um, a half sack, so he continues. What is that, six now for him? Yep, six total on the year. So good to see him continue to make plays. Deshaun Elliott, you know, he he was benched earlier in the season, right? Some communication issues. Dan Campbell wasn't happy with what was happening on the back end. Credit to Deshaun Elliott for – Taking that with a grain of salt, right? In, immediate in, rebound. Immediate yeah. rebound because then he had, then he was forced, you know, to, yep. to come back and play. Um, and he's, I thought, been great all all year since that. I mean, six tackles, the key forced fumble, no big plays by this passing game over the top. Nope. I mean, there were a couple thirty yard passes here. I think Kirk yeah, had Kirk a had one 37, line, yeah, but nothing busted. Uh, Coverage was terrific all game long. There were no wide-open guys, you know, streaking across the field. Um, They pressured Lawrence up front. Lawrence got outside and ran for, you know, some yards. They they, they broke contain a little bit, but it was nothing crazy. It was just one touchdown. One touchdown and two field goals to to that offense uh, with some of the weapons that they have. I mean, terrific performance all the way around. Alex Anzalone, Kirby Joseph. Uh, I thought Malcolm was solid um Kaminsky continues to be one of the most underrated defensive players on this team does all the dirty stuff had a key um knockdown early had a key tackle on a third down just one of those guys that you just the the glue to your roster yeah I really like like a John Kaminsky it's it's weird
1: where like where the defensive line would be without Kaminsky. And, I mean, we saw it when he didn't play for a month. They were not as good as they are now, and they were not as good as they were to start the year when he led the team in pressures until he got hurt. Talking about talking about a guy making
0: himself some money. I yeah. think it's John Kaminsky. Oh, for sure. he's. The, it doesn't show up here every team in the stat needs, book all the times. Every team needs that. But when you watch the film, that's where he just jumps out all the time. I mean, Eden Hutchinson, you know, on, on a play they run um, some really good stunts the two they, of them host they run terrific stunts where, where he's a, where they're able to really free up each other yeah uh, he's just a smart football player strong tough smart Dan again dan campbell type guy yep. um who you know i, I think is going to be on this defensive line for a long time and since. it makes
1: sense now i mean it, when he got claimed
0: it was like what eight teams had a
1: claim in on him yeah. you could see why no, a quarter
0: what? of the league wanted that yeah. guy yeah because he's just one of those guys that, that does it uh does it the right way. And so now Peach sets up next week. And boy, I think Ford Field is gonna be rocking. Next week he's gonna be a big one. Detroit's won four or five. Um they are firmly in the playoff picture at five and seven. The graphic, the graphic the isn't graphic. even like a bit anymore. The no, graphic exists. The graphic is real. And now interesting little side note for next week. The Minnesota Vikings come into town. Yep. They won, beat the Jets today. Yep. So they're ten and two. Ten and two. Five and seven. There's five games left. I wasn't dude a math the, major. Do the math on that one. But uh, it tells me that the Minnesota Vikings can clinch the NFC North if they win in Detroit yep. next week. So Detroit's certainly not going to want to have no, that happen not, on their home not field. Not here, for sure. They want to continue rolling. I think they got a little payback of the Minnesota Vikings that that they think they're owed for, for how that game Absolutely. ended uh, week three in Minneapolis. And so it, it should be a fun one. I, I mean, this is... That's what we Deofy, want, right? De- this is Meaningful this football is, in December.
1: And this is how you want to go into this game. Because, again, nobody really got banged up today. You're going to be probably healthy again. You know, something unforeseen happening. But 40 points. I mean, what performance do you want to come off of, if not this,
0: to go play your biggest game of the year? This is a team that's playing with a ton of confidence right now. Yeah. And Minnesota should, too. I mean, they had a good they win. Have to, yeah, yeah. You know, they're ten and two. They, you know, they're going to win the NFC North, and in, in most likelihood, um, but Detroit is, is continuing on that playoff push. They're playing their best football at the best time. Um, that's late in the year, December, trying to make a playoff push. So, it should be fun. We're going to have a twenty-minute podcast, obviously previewing you know that game this week. Uh, you'll be back here next week, right? We'll yep. join me. We'll do another one, and hopefully, we're talking about a second straight win. Detroit Lions at six and seven, and. Boy, really making a push for the playoffs heading into the New York week. And so it should be a fun week in Allen Park. He is B.J. Clark. I am Tim Twentyman. Thank you guys for joining us post-game edition of the Twentyman The Huddle Podcast.